The Retro Lounge is a look back into the archives of the Recruiters Lounge podcast with Jim Stroud and Karen Matinen. The Recruiters Lounge podcast posted weekly between the years of 2005 and 2010. With energy, wit, and opposite points of view, <laughs> Jim Stroud and Karen Madden discussed, debated, and squabbled like children over HR issues that affected the workplace and society overall for the benefit of all who would listen. This episode of the Recruiter's Lounge originally aired May 28, 2008. The title was Government Fibs, No Need for H-1Bs, and Recession-Proof Jobs. This is the description. Jim is sleepy, but Karen is hyper as she rants about government fibs on the labor market. Guess where all the recruiter jobs are, at least those that are not in the USA. As much as you probably can, spread the love to China via the Red Cross. Why is Microsoft and other big name brands lobbying for more H-1Bs when there are so many Americans out of work? What a debate that is. And last but certainly not least, 25 recession-proof jobs. Tune in for all of the above and more in the latest edition of the Recruiters Lounge podcast. Oh, did I mention that Jim and Karen bickered like little children throughout this podcast, but make up in the end? <laughs> that was the original description. And this was the original show, again, from May 28, 2008. Oh, that is uh, after this commercial message. Do you love four-letter words? Who doesn't? And then you mix recruiting news and insights in with those four-letter words. I'm Cheese. And I'm Chad. And we are the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. We, we out. Hi, I'm Jim Stroud. And this is Karen Matinen. And welcome to the Recruiter's Lounge. The Recruiter's Lounge is a podcast of news, interviews, and commentary on the recruiting industry. And it was designed with you in mind. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your time in the Recruiter's Lounge. SGA, Executive Tracker Pro, is an online service providing contact information on thousands of executives at each of the top public and private companies. And here this people. It is 100%, yes, 100% telephone verified, constantly updated, highly accurate, and comprehensive. With SGA Executive Tracker Pro, you have at your fingertips the contact information of C-level executives and all of those essential director and management level personnel that you just can't seem to find anywhere else. Listen up, people. SGA Executive Tracker Pro can dramatically Shorten the amount of time it takes you to find the best leads. Hey, pick up the phone right now and give them a call. Tell them Jim Stroud said, I could have a free 15-minute online demonstration of your product, and I want to see it right now. The number you need to make that happen is 518-843-4611. That's 518-843-4611. And, of course, you can also find them online at www.sgaexecutivetracker.com. Drums, please. This is Karen Matinen, and today next to me is my wonderful partner, Jim Stroud. The wonderful, amazing Jim Stroud, but he's sleeping. He's uh, got me starting off the program. Jim, how are you? Uh, twist the decaf, please. Uh, I'm sorry, Jim. Uh, see, everybody, this is why uh, I'm starting it off. Okay, Jim, why, uh, tell him, explain to me, why are you so tired? 
Well, I'm usually a night owl more than an early bird. Yeah. And, Go ahead. And I, I stayed up especially late the night doing some projects, and so I was looking forward to a nice long sleep in the morning and get up at the crack of noon kind of a thing. And? And and before the sun came up, I think it was five or six or something, mm-hmm. or maybe it was seven, I don't know. It was really early, at least early for me. Mm-hmm. My daughter was screaming and hollering at the top of her lungs. I, I thought the house was on fire or or a burglar broke in or, or I don't know, it was the four horsemen of the apocalypse on the, on the mm-hmm. horizon. But it was this little spider <laughs> about this, smaller than a penny. I mean, <laughs> And she was hollering and screaming and running around the house, waving her arms and screaming my name and everything. I'm like, what, what? Uh, it totally messed up my sleep rhythm. Oh, did you save I mean, the it was day? It makes no sense. It was did a full sweater. Did you save the day, though? Were you the hero? Yeah, whatever. Were you the hero or not? The spider's down in the toilet. Oh, you kill. Okay, everybody. Okay, for the animal lovers, please forgive us. It's a spider. Okay, but he was a hero for his wonderful daughter. Uh, you gotta remember the guy, animal animal lovers out there who are gonna be upset about that one. I don't care about animal lovers who are who are afraid of spiders being flushed on the toilet. And so you're tired. I'm hyper, and you can imagine how that must make you feel. <laughs> <laughs> well, am I always hyper? Yeah. More than me, anyway. You think so? More than me. Oh, well, you must love that, though. Uh, it helps, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this, I suppose so. <laughs> it does help with some ratings, doesn't it? Okay, we need to get you up to par. How do we oh, for, get you well, up Well, before we get into anything, I want to just send out a heartfelt, heartfelt prayer out to those people out in China who are been suffering the floods. They they're really having a bad time of it and what they're dealing with far exceeds what I'm dealing with. I'm just a little cranky but their lives are turned upside down. Let's not forget Myanmar. I mean <coughs> the numbers have gone up tremendously as well too. What what is this? Myanmar? Yeah. Yeah, they are yeah. I cannot pronounce that properly. Um please forgive me if I've butchered it, but the number death uh the death numbers have just increased dramatically today. Yeah, I want to um Maybe we should do something to help raise money or something. Um, um, well, Myanmar, I'm not sure if they are really wanting our help. Unfortunately, they have been not product, proactive in re- accepting help from Americans. Well, that's the saddest part. That is very sad. Well, I'll, let me encourage everyone who's listening to I don't know, donate to Care, which I know reaches out uh, to different countries in times like this, and some sort of charitable organization, whether it's a church, whether that's um, a civic organization of some sort, but. Spread the love to China and, and, and Myanmar if you can, uh, but especially to China. Um, yeah, I was reading. China I was reading upon it just. It. I was reading upon it just before we before we started, and I was like, man, puts you puts everything in perspective. It really does. You know. And then they're expecting a flood today. Is what they're they're in, in fear of a flood right now. Mm. So it really is quite. It, it is sad and it is scary. You know, with what's going on over there, and you know. It's got my daughter, in fact, has been calling me up and kind of like she's been in, in a total panic and a tizzy because she lives in Utah and she's been hearing about what can happen there if they have their big one. And so it's kind of scary for a lot of people, but she's 19, and so now she's kind of like being upset with it all, too. Mm-hmm. Very sad. Very sad. It is. So... So, on a, I don't know if it's a sad note or a diff- at least it's a different note. I, I guess being an international train of thought this morning. 
mm-hmm. when I was reading up on that, um, I got an email from someone asking about um, did I know of any recruiter positions, and I, and I get a lot of a lot of uh, emails like that. I'm going to do something about that, um, but um, I've been getting a lot of emails about different different jobs, and this one is sort of different than some of the ones I normally get because usually the ones I get they're asking for uh, any direction I can give them for jobs here in the states. Um, but this one was about uh, jobs overseas, and that made me wonder: Are there different recruited jobs overseas, and if so, where are the most found? So I started, you know, digging around and researching, and um, I created a, a chart, and I'll probably link to it from the blog post where this podcast is. But I went to uh, Recruit.net. You know that that website, Recruit.net. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of it? I have. Yeah, they focus on jobs overseas. Well. They also allow you to pull up statistical data um, based on the number of job postings that are out there. So uh, I went with the logic of this. If there are a lot of jobs posted uh, for recruiters in certain countries as opposed to others, then my logic anyway says that there may be more opportunities there um, for recruiters to work. So according to this chart, I found I compared Australia, Japan, China, Singapore, and India. And among those five countries, um, what do you think uh, has the most recruiter jobs posted between Australia, Japan, China, Singapore, and India? China. China? Mm-hmm. Mm, no. Where? Guess again. Okay, Australia. <clears throat> okay, I'm not guessing anymore. It's India. Really? India had more jobs posted by a wide margin than those other countries cited, at least jobs posted on this site. So it's not a conclusive, super scientific survey. This is just the jobs that are posted on Recruit.net. Uh-huh. But they have a pretty pretty big volume of jobs, so I think it's sort of indicative of what's out there. Uh, India was number one by a wide margin. After that was Australia. After Australia was China. After China was Singapore. And last was Japan. I thought was interesting. I heard I've been hearing that Japan is having a tough time about it in their economy right now. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that before? I have. Yeah. Well, and they're mad at us. Well, why are they mad at us? Because we're, they're they're saying that we're one of the real reasons in regards to um, why their jobs, while their jobs and their economy is crashing. Well, we, us being the superpower that we are, if we sneeze, everyone catches a cold. So if we're having a recession. It's going to be uh, echoed across many different economies because so many economies rely on us. Oh, yeah. Correct? Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> nah, what does that mean? Mm, nah, I, what? I think, well, see, the problem is I see that we in America kind of believe a lot of hype, and we've allowed a lot of stuff to happen where I, and keep our eyes closed, which is what I'm seeing. Okay, we'll, we'll, what, we'll what do you explain that? Explain that. Okay, let's take the unemployment numbers, okay, 4.5% for the longest time, right? Mm-hmm. Those numbers are so erroneous and so wrong. The erroneous numbers would be wrong. Explain. I mean, okay. <laughs> okay, now I'm waking up now. Okay, all right. We uh, Let me see if I can find some information here. Mm-hmm. Amer- let's say, for, for one thing, everybody thinks that we have this really huge amount of job creation that's been going on. That's right? what I hear in the papers. Right, we see that all the time, so we think, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the United States, and this was written in 2006, mind you, okay? And now we're in a more of a bigger recession even when we thought we were in 2006. In fact, we thought we weren't in a recession back then, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm going to read something that's written by one of the most interesting associations. It's called EPI. 
And these guys called, are called what? Epi, epi.org. What, what does that stand for? The Economic something professional institute or something like that mm-hmm. i mean these guys what they do is they they actually do research and they're peer-reviewed even the government take their information and their research because it's nonpartisan. okay okay right. now one of the things they just recently found out and this was back in 2006 it's not really that recent but they were saying that the united states had only 1.9 percent more jobs to date than in 2001 the start of the last recession. Private sector jobs were only up at 1.5%. At this stage of previous business cycles, jobs had grown an average of 8% and never less than 6%. Well, the unemployment rate that they say is um, 4.6%, but unfortunately that's not accurate because we have not been keeping up. We don't have enough jobs in regards to the basis of our population growth. In fact, let's, for example, take last month where we had a, po- a plunge of 80,000 jobs, that was, and that was the biggest drop in five years. Hmm. Okay? So what people don't know, if, I mean, what people don't realize actually is that some of the payroll drops that we've had and a lot of the information that's been going on in regards to our, our, our jobs and our loss in economy. Let me give you another thing. The economy lost 2.7 million jobs since Bush had been in power. This is the worst economic performance since the Great Depression. Now, all of this goes back to something called long-term unemployment. We have the highest long-term employment that ever has been in history. Long-term unemployment today is amounting to 18.3%. Actually, that was of all the unemployed in January, and it continues to get higher. Job creation has been anything but robust. So let me tell you what. So what happened here? Just like, for example, I was reading Executive last, uh, last night. It come in, and it had said that they had done these two researches, and recruiters were so excited because they had so many more job orders. And I emailed them back, and I was like, "So how many of those job orders meant replacements? How and, many of those job orders response? meant paralyzed replacements?" And what was the response? never researched anything back from them. I have not heard anything back, and I don't think I expect to hear anything either. I said, this is totally misleading. When we hear that all these jobs are out there, but they're not. In fact, what was interesting was some statistics that I saw. I mean, like you and I, we've discussed, okay, how Bill Gates and all these people keep saying, oh, let's hire more H-1B visas. Well, we've got all these kids graduating from high school. But are they, but are they graduating in computer science, what a, need, what a need is? Jim, we've got people right now who are unemployed that were in computer science but have been replaced by H-1B visas. We've got college kids students who are graduating computer science in computer science but are not getting jobs. Let me tell you, long-term unemployment hit all ages, okay? College graduates represent 15% of total unemployed, but 19% of long-term unemployed. And by the way, we're looking at part-time work. Do you know that right now in regards to part-time work, 4.7 million people were working part-time in the United States in just January alone. That is up sharply about 3.3 million in 2001. Three, what was it originally? 3.3 million, and today in January it was 4.7. During so companies last, are asking people to work part-time and more so? That's a bad thing? It, more companies don't want to pay the full 40 hours. But won't they get tagged by... Um, 
Were they classified their employees? They're classified as, four, when you do under 40 hours in some states, it's, you have to be 35 hours to be considered full-time. If you've got full-time employees, that means you have to give them full benefits, you have to give them 401, you have to give them all this stuff that's now classified as full-time employees. So, But keeping them part-time, then a company does not have to pay those full-time exactly. benefits? Exactly. So what they do is it's But how long can that go on? put them up 35 hours. How, how, wait a minute. How long can that go on? Forever. You, so a company can keep somebody part-time from here to doomsday yeah. and not pay them full-time benefits as long as that person agrees to continue it's to work. Because we're that stupid. See, it's the same thing with I, don't, I wouldn't say stupid. I may be ignorant. Cause they just no, I'm not know. ignorant or stupid. Actually, it's called desperation. I'm not going to call anybody stupid or ignorant at this point because at this point what we have is desperation. We have a crisis going on in America where we've been led a lie that unemployment all this time has been 4.5%. But we have been losing jobs for the last 10 years, literally. In fact, they said we are at level of great this, the Great Depression right now. We're we're going back. I don't see us being at the level of the Great Depression because when I when doing. I look at pictures of the Great Depression, I'm seeing a, a different picture than what I see now. Well, that's because we haven't hit that mass number yet. I mean, what they're saying is our unemployment figures are of such. We have hit backwards to the Great Depression and World War II. We don't want to see that because, and you don't see it because you haven't been aware of this. Even I mean, if even if I'm not even when I actually seeing it like in my neighborhood, I, I, I still don't hear or feel or sense that it's at the same level as the Great Depression. Because you I don't. Ask, okay, here's the thing. I I'm don't. I mean, okay, this is what I'm thinking is different. Okay, I'm wondering is it that there are more entrepreneurs than there were in, 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 than there were during the Great Depression? There's nothing to do with entrepreneurship. This is people actually not having full time jobs and not paying their bills and not making their money. Okay, if it's ter- if it turns of, okay, in terms of not in terms of them not paying not having a job, could that be replaced by in terms of people having their own business? No, this has nothing to do with that. We have more entrepreneurs today anyway because we're trying to make it, but the fact is a lot of businesses don't succeed. I mean, it's great to be creative and put it that way, but the fact is the middle class has disappeared. Did you know that too? We have the middle class has now disappeared and we're now considered the working class. This is what other key countries are more in tune to what's happening in our country than us Americans. Okay, now when you say that there's no middle class, there's only working class, where is that, what is where is that coming from? Pardon? Where, where is that coming you from? You can gain this. In the, if you were to go to most econo- economic sites like Epi or anywhere else, this is where the economists have been warning us, but we have been not. We have fingers and stuffing. It's time for Americans to take the stuffing out there and start paying attention. When I start telling people about this stuff, they usually tell me I'm not interested, okay, or this isn't really bug me, or I really don't care, there's not much I can do about it, or, you know, it just doesn't do anything for me. Well, see, when you talk about statistics, you can always get stats to say one thing or another. Like, I'm looking at this this one site called, um, and you know what, we should create a list of economic sites to look at for people to uh, to compare. Like, it's one, like, go to the site, jobwatch.org. Are you okay, you I want you guys, I want you to stop there right now. Job watch. I want you to stop there right now. What? Because first off, the only places that people should go to gain information like mm-hmm. this are from the actual associations that are peer reviewed. Well, this is from this is from this is from um, Epi. This is this is this is why it says um, 
It belongs by ec- the by Economic Policy Institute. Thank you. The economic there is the Epi. Okay. Now if they that, but you have to go to Epi to get the information. Don't go to somewhere else who's going to take the information and write it in their own personal words. Like don't depend on my words either. Don't depend on what I'm saying or what Jim's saying. Because we are I'm not first off, I am not an economist. I'm just a very concerned human being. And all I can do is talk about this and bring a lot of passion to it. But I'm not an economist. Hey, in fact, um, you know, what's his name? Um, the one who's running for president. Uh, what's his name again? That Republican dude? Oh, yeah. He admit he's not one either. Oh, you're taking one thing no, way out not. of context. Follow he did a. What We're I'm not going to get into politics, but I'm you're taking no. But you, you're you're bending that way out of control because the press took one thing let's and stretched it way saying. out of control. He said he was not an economist. Let's leave it at that. His uh, That's all I just said. But the fact is, okay, is that I am not. Okay, do not go to places where people miss. Quote information. Then where should they go? They should go to wait. They look at the, you can look at the department no more. They should look at anybody doing research and not look at one um, source you, alone. Exactly. And what you want to look at is like for example, one of the things that you look at, and if you read this, economists will tell you, don't go by the unemployment numbers because the unemployment numbers don't give you the real story. Why is because the unemployment numbers only count the people who have been collecting unemployment after 26 weeks they no longer count you. Mm. Okay? So, you are it's like anybody who's unemployed for 27 weeks or longer are measured as a share of the total number of unemployed. But now after that the story becomes very changed. So long-term unemployment, which is amounted for 18% of all unemployed in January, was it was like, wow, you know, they, they weren't counted, which showed that the whole overall unemployment is being low. Well, actually the facts were one in five unemployed workers had been jobless for six months or more. And we had not been looking at job creation, which is what economists do. They look at payroll per thousand. When you have all these people who continue to be long-term unemployed. Now, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about, okay? And this is very, very important. In regards to the visa shortage myth, back in U.S. lost about 500,000 tech jobs between 2000 and 2003. Congress at the same time admitted about 500,000 foreign tech workers on non-immigrant visas, Okay? Now, 2002 and 2003, do you remember what happened? Microsoft fell. Yahoo fell. There was this huge crash, and these guys couldn't pay for anymore for these IT people, right? Mm. So they fired all these guys who were making, like, what, 150 bucks an hour and all that stuff. They got rid of all these people with high salaries, and they brought in 500,000 foreign tech workers on non-immigrant L1 and H-1B visas, resulting in the displacement of over 1 million American workers. When you go to so many sites out there, you will hear so many people saying, I am an American citizen. I am getting displaced. Now, we know about that video made by Cohen and Grisby, where they were going around teaching companies how to get around um, the laws. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And hire Ameri- uh, non-American, not, how to avoid how to hire not, Yeah, how to avoid hiring Americans. Right. Yeah. So all these companies are claiming that there's this shortage, and you're buying the truth. You're buying a story, too. How am I buying the truth that there's, there's a shortage? Said, hey, every time we had a discussion, you'll say, well, Maybe there are not that many kids graduating from high school. All I'm saying is, let's look, at, let's look at some statistics. Maybe we'll do this for the next show. 
and look at how many of American students are graduating in computer science and who compare have that to the and, and, compare, and compare that number to students in India, China, Russia, well, and so forth. And, and look at, you want to look at no, it is relevant. No, it is relevant because it is relevant because if I am a software company and I need to hire someone who knows C plus plus. And but if I'm you don't have a job, it doesn't matter. What okay, no, no, no. Okay, it's looking from looking from the company from the company perspective. I'm arguing. Company perspective. I'm a, wait, wait, wait. You don't have the job. If you I'm going to wait. Wait a minute. I am company X. Mm-hmm. I need a hundred C plus plus software developers. Mm-hmm. I need them to come in maybe a junior level so mm-hmm. that I can grow them up into something senior or something. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to ask my workforce people or my recruiter people. Okay, where are all the C plus plus people? That have that are just now coming oh. out of school, and okay. I say, okay, go to the different schools and see how many you can find. Here's and then I'm gonna say, problem. wait, then I'm gonna say, okay, show me percentage-wise or number-wise how many computer science graduates are here in the United States. Now show me all the ones that are in uh, India and China and these other countries. Okay. Put them put them on the chart. You're buying. Wait, no, no, no. You're buying. No, I'm not. I'm not buying anything because You're I can. I can look okay. into no no that's not that's not bull at all because you can look at the records and look at the statistics of these schools and say okay how many graduated. Do you know the schools are doing the same thing because they're getting money from the companies to do this? I got the article. To, I got the information to prove that. Schools are. Wait, are you telling? Are you telling me schools are faking their computer science graduation numbers? No, they're not faking it. The fact is, is what they're doing is the same thing everybody else is doing. The jobs aren't there. If you've got look, we well, have it's the job, no. If the argument about the jobs is it's that important about the jobs. What, no, H one. No, listen, wait. The H one B thing says, if, if I remember correctly, that you can you can hire someone with H one B visa after you have done all you can to find them here and in the you country. You know what? There are companies who've been learning how to uh, to kind of fudge that. Okay, that's what I'm proving to you here. Listen to the people. Then they're breaking. The, then you said, so your argument is that they're breaking the law. Because well, there are students why do you here. Why and Grace be got in trouble for this? Because right. yes, they were breaking the law. Well, if, you're, if, you're, wait if your argument is that they're breaking the law, I can see that. No, it's not. But if the argument the is, you've got to let me finish. All right, go ahead. You've got to let. Go me ahead. Finish. Okay, if you have fifty people graduating and there's only twenty jobs, it doesn't matter if there's a thousand graduating in India. We haven't had the jobs. The jobs that people have been actually taking, all the new jobs that were, the million jobs that were created last year, mm. we, only, we had half the amount of jobs created last year than the year before. And they were in service. Like, we're talking being administrators at hospitals. You know, we're talking about ambulance technicians. We're talking, I mean, the jobs that were created in IT were non-minuscule. Now, a lot of people will say, that's not true. I had tons of searches. And I'm like, how many placements did you have? So are you, excuse me, are you saying that these companies are placing jobs out there that aren't real? Well, duh. You don't think that has ever happened? Well, I know it happens, but Thank why are they you. doing Are you saying they're doing it on a level that is totally Massive? misleading? Yeah, and what they do is, okay, you know as well as I do, companies are supposed to be required to place jobs. Even And what companies do is they'll fill the placement and then put the job out there after it's placed just to the, go ahead and do the legal record. So the they can. They, sometimes they'll do that so they can hire someone internally, but they have to post it. They online. don't just hire internally. They'll hire. They'll call a recruiter up. They'll find somebody because they don't want to hire internally. That's what they do. Is they'll try to avoid hiring it. Okay. Now, isn't there a law? Isn't it, what was this this new thing? Uh, the OLCCP. 
doesn't that state, and I guess it goes with companies doing business with the government, but doesn't it state that you can't put fake jobs out there anymore? Jim, it's always been that way. You can never, ever put fake jobs. But the problem is people will continue to do it because of the same thing that we're talking about. Why is Microsoft and all these companies trying to push to get more H-1B visas when we have all these people in America who are long-term unemployed and can't find jobs from their own country? Why do they keep bringing in all these people? We don't have the jobs to support Americans we have. We have less jobs than we have for payroll per thousand. For, in other words, we don't have enough jobs to support our economy today. All right, so what do you think about arguing again from the company's perspective? What if the company says, the more money I save in the long term, the more money I can use to hire more people? Uh, the problem with that perspective, which we're seeing in our economy, it creates recessions because, guess what? People buy your product, Mr. Employer, and if you keep paying us less money and keep paying us less dollars or don't support us, we can't buy your product, and that's why we have a problem today. We're seeing the trickle-down effect in reverse. This is why we have been in – let me tell you something. Wages have been down five times in the past four years, or four times in the past five years. Mm. I see four times in the past five years. Thank you. I don't get those numbers correct. I'm very passionate about this topic right now because this is why we're having an issue, because we keep believing the hype. The numbers are there. They're real. They're valid. We have right now a crisis in America, but the problem is you want to look at how many people in India are graduating with IT, and you're not looking at how few jobs we have. We have dumb recruiters, for example, going ahead and teaching smart employers to be smarter than us. We go ahead and we keep submitting resumes to jobs that don't even exist, and we think, oh, we have so many search assignments. But how many placements did you really have? How can they ask that? You can ask that by yeah. asking yourself that. So what? Okay, this is okay. Let's look at it from that. Let's go with that argument. Okay, a company has so has a hundred jobs. You're sending all these resumes, um, but you're not making any placements. One could argue that maybe your resume suck and you don't have an idea of what we're looking you're for. You're the recruiter. That could. No, I'm just. You're I'm just putting it out there. That could be one right there. That maybe you're not sending me what I want. Oh come on, Jim. I've been recruiting. Let me take me for an HVAC example. Okay. okay? I've been doing this for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I can tell for if I know I'm going to be doing more wild goose search, say to, uh, searches than if there were real searches. I can tell by the number of placements I make. It's nothing to do with the lack of ability or lack of quality. If I've been doing it for the last 10-plus years, my clients appreciate what I'm doing. Okay, that could go for someone who is more a senior recruiter who's been working in I'm one particular niche for a while. Well, there you go. Let's put but, it as a big But goal. what about so many other recruiters who don't have as much experience. That's not the point I'm making. The Hmm. point is, right now, today, in our industry, more recruiters are having a tremendous number more placements, I mean, not placements, more searches, but we're not making placements. How can you be making placements if jobs have been going down? Companies are hiring less people. If companies are hiring less people, there's no jobs out there, how can we be actually making more placements? Tell me. How does that stand for reason? That would be an interesting survey to do. I think we'll it's, put that out. The surveys are done. They are done. Go to epi.org. Okay, send me these links, and I will post these links with this podcast. All you have to do is that. go to epi.org. That's it. And look up your economy. That's it. I mean, epi.org. I'm, I'm going to look while we're talking. Go epi.org. to the census. If you want to look at it, look at the census as well. 
They've census? got this information for you. The problem is, is that I'm trying to tell people, look, don't just look at the numbers because you have to look at the whole story. It is very complex. Our job creation has been nothing but robots. It has been, in fact, our job creation right now, they said, goes way back worse than 2000, I mean, till, I'm sorry, since World War II. My bad. Since World War II, we have not had less job creation ever. Right now, more and more people are deeper in debt, and profits are up, but wages and incomes of average Americans are down. The middle class is gone. In fact, you could type in the vanishing middle class right now, or you can look up the new middle class, and you will learn this information as well. You will see this on many of these sites. This research is out there, and it's been out there since 2004, 2005, 2006. The only reason we're paying attention and seeing it is because, guess what? We're in a recession now. Uh, we can't but see it for sure, even though we've been actually in it since 2000. And we've been in it since last year. And that is so weird. It's like this is why I'm angry, and I've said this. We keep believing the hype. You said that you've got in your neighborhood all these people that are happy. How would you know? How would you know what bills they're paying? No, I would, I would gauge that by how many people are trying to sell a house or how many people are being evicted or whatever the case You can't be. gauge it by that either. They may be just making their payment on their house and barely making anything else. They mm-hmm. may not be able to go ahead and pay a lot of other stuff. You don't know what's going on in people's homes. You don't know what they've cut off or what they don't get to use, or are they saving, like most Americans, putting everything on credit cards, or have they gone ahead and taken out several loans on their houses and borrowed against it? You can't judge what you see from an outside, but you can know from what's going on in the inside. And I can tell you right now, too, you've got the fact that two families, are there's always two people working nowadays. There's a, ma- a man and a woman always working in a family nowadays, most of the time. Mm. And without one, unlike in the 70s and the 80s, without one, that family will collapse. Well, let me give a little help to people who may be listening and who may be wondering, okay, I know a friend, or I know someone who's looking for a job, but it's difficult for them. I was looking at this article. Wait, before, can I just say something, please? Uh, I want to read something here. This is important. Now, yes, since oh, World yes. War II has long-term joblessness, the percentage of people who are unemployed and out of work for six months or more been so high for so long after a recession has handed. We said that earlier. And I wanted to give the exact facts. We are firing fewer people than we did in 2001 and 2002, but we're not hiring many people either, and that cuts off the exit route of the unemployment. Okay. Let me switch the story because we're almost out of time. For people who are looking for careers to recommend to their candidates, or if you know someone who is looking for a job and having a tough time of it and may want to suggest they switch to a different industry, there's an article which I will link to called The Top 25 Careers to Pursue in a May Recession. I something to that? If you're thinking about switching your job right now and you're in a stable company, don't. This is not a time. We're in a recession. Well, these are different industries that are more or less recession-proof or at least are hit the least amount during a recession. Really? And some of these, uh, some of these industries are, the number one is health care. Oh, that's good. Because nice. people oh, yeah, will always get yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah. I see your point on this one. You're, I I'm on the nose with this one, yes. You're right. Also, it's number two, and these are the top 25, so I think I'll go to the, to the top 10 because we're running up on time. Number one is health care because people will always get sick. Two is energy, mm-hmm. although consumers are likely to cut back. They're not going to stop cutting yeah, the heat on or the air conditioner. Uh, education is number three. 
no matter how bad the economy is, people always will go to school. And they have to go to school. <laughs> and they have right? to go to school. Mm-hmm. Four is utilities, just like the energy sector. Safe to assume that people point. are not going to stop lighting their home. That's a good point. Now, number five on the list, I, I sort of scratched my head on a little bit, but it says international business. Yes, well, of they, course international. Well, they said when a company is doing poorly in the U.S., other countries may be doing well. Yes. So if you're involved in international business, you can expect your career to stay safe. Well, like a lot of those socialistic companies, uh, countries in Eastern Bloc, like Croatia and everything else, they're not suffering from this one. Croatia? Well, I don't know about Croatia. Croatia's kicking butt. They, they're doing extremely well. Croatia. Mm-hmm. I oh, never think of – when, when people discuss big business – Croatia doesn't come up in my conversations. <laughs> That's because it's a new country. These are new emerging Eastern Bloc countries, and they are doing extremely financially well. Most of the Eastern Bloc countries are doing great. But go in ahead. The, in the, in the, in the uh, Soviet Republic? I mean, the Eastern Bloc is what, Eastern yeah. Bloc? A lot of them, I know how the Eastern Bloc is no longer so much Soviet anymore. I mean, are. Well, yeah, I'm dating yeah, myself. Right, but, yeah. right. So a lot of them, in their since they've gotten their independence, have gotten into more socialistic kind of ways of managing their countries. And because of that, they and what it's kind of interesting. What they do is that they have an equal tax. A lot of these guys have been out adopting an equal tax. Mm. In other words, meaning that no matter if you make a hundred thousand or if you make ten thousand, you pay ten percent. Well, they were arguing that mm-hmm. um, when Steve Forbes was running for president here. Yeah, it's which, which I thought was a good idea. Yeah, and it is because I mean, Croatia. In fact, they've been they were listed as one of the top countries financially just recently, and so they just went to England and a few other countries to show how well it works. And they're trying to get more and more countries to adopt it, okay? Because they're showing how because of that they went from really bad part to poor financial poverty aspect to now distribution of wealth of their people is pretty much equal in standard. Wow. Never, never, I just never think of Croatia. Yeah, I know. A lot of people wouldn't. And I hope that doesn't offend any of my Croatian listeners, because we love you all who listen to the Recruiter's Lounge. Of course. I just today, never thought I about like, it. Can I apologize? I am hyper uh, today. Uh, let me finish my list, and you can Go apologize. Ahead. Let me finish okay. my list. Go ahead. All right. Uh, next, number six was public safety, because no matter how tough things are, it's very rare for police to get laid off. Oh, right now we need them in San Diego. It is very rare for cops oh, to be exactly. let off. Oh, we need them in San Diego. There's no crime in San Diego. <laughs> okay, we've had more crime because we had people. There's only flowers and, and, and gumdrops and, and bubblegum dreams. Is that what it is down Yes, there? it is. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Number seven is funerals because people are always going to die. Uh, maybe they'll die from too much debt and uh-huh. stress on their heart. But if you are running, if you are a mortician, uh, you're in the funeral business, Business is always dead, ha-ha, so you'll always do well. I just made me well. remember a movie called Maxed Out, but go ahead. Maxed Out. That's what you were talking about the other day, about the credit card industry, how they're how – they're, uh, Not just credit card. It's about the credit oh, – I mean, about American credit and how it talks about this whole thing. All right, let's stay on topic. Stay on topic. We're almost the time. On topic. Okay. okay. All right, after accounting – I mean, excuse me, after funerals comes accounting. Of course. I because death and taxes are, are two sure things. And in a recession, people and companies are likely to get desperate for more deductions and a hard look at their books yep. so they can squeeze an extra penny or a dime or something that makes sense. out of their taxes. Number nine. Uh, are you doing the, all 20? N- am I doing, no, I'm only on, on number nine. Okay. When, I said, are we going to do all 20? No, no, we're almost out of time. Okay. Um, federal government. If you work yeah. for the federal government, chances are you'll, you'll retire from there. Oh, no, I'm kidding. I mean, you make more money in your retirement than you did during the time you were working. Working for the government? Uh-huh. 
Oh, man, I swear, my ex-husband, his wife, and all, a lot of people that I know, they have more money. They'll be making more money when they retire than what they're doing right now. No. If, unlike in San Diego, they steal your money. There's no crime in San Diego. Stop saying that. Oh, state government down here stole all the people's uh, retirement down here. Really? Mm. Our state, there's so much frauds down here. There's some major frauds. Oh, I cannot stand it. We we have to do so much cleaning house in San Diego government. It's Mm. just disgusting. I'm serious. And number 10 on this list of top 10. Is guess. I'll let you guess this because you're such a bad guesser. <laughs> you're redeem yourself in the first time you tried to guess. Employment. No. What? No. Two more. Two more? Yes. A technician. There are so many kinds of technicians. Industry. Ah, uh, garbage collector. No. What? Pharmaceuticals. Ah. Because as long as doctors prescribe them, people are still going to take drugs. Especially here in San Diego, and people are old now. We got a lot of baby boomers. Well, it's not like people getting old is something new. Hey, can I say something? Do you know? I'm going to give you a quiz. Do you know mm. that? What? Baby boomers do. Um, sorry, Generation Y outnumber baby boomers. I did not know that. Yep, they are actually more. Generation and where do you get that stat from? Pardon? And what do you hear hear that from? From the Census Bureau. You just you just love to read all that stuff. I go you? to okay when I was why I tell people where you go to get this stuff so they can say they can stop tell, telling me you're full of it when you're calling on these these stats out there. Well, that's just it. when people you know that's the kind of thing that's so funny. I go to sources like if I read something that seems interesting, I go to the places that are either going to be looking at the statistics and see are they nonpartisan. What are their motives to gain this information? Well, how can, well, and you can tell they're nonpartisan because they are what? Well, mostly you look at the like, – are they going speaking at the House and the Senate? Are they peer-reviewed? Are people – the people who – like, for example, are CNN, Forbes, USA, and on, and on top of that, Channel Fox News, you know, Fox 6, are they all taking their information and going with it? See what I mean? Hmm. Okay, but what you um, so who's reporting them? When you go out by peer reviewed, tell me who's also doing the research. Like for example, with Epi, most of the people who are doing research are professors at high level in, in universities like Princeton. These are guys who are doctors and PhDs and stuff like that. Well, that's the same as a doctor in regards to their they're experts in their industry and they're econom economists. They're socialists. They know their industry and economy economy very well. Then also what I do now, and then I'll go to the Census Bureau, and then I go to the BLS. And okay, 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 okay. Wait, wait. You're making me sorry to ask. Well, wait, we're, wait, almost, we're almost out of, we're out of time. Well, that's one of the things I want people to understand. Okay. If I'm going to read something or quote something, I will tell you, I, I'm going to be basing it on information that they are saying is scientifically proven. And more yeah. often than not, I'll have the links there. Uh, which he's quoted from, or I've quoted from, right. uh, on the on the blog post. Now, um, so you have to go to the recruiterslounge dot com in order to uh, see those links as well. Yeah, so go and, and go off. Yeah, reasons too. It's like, for example, this thing about what I've been quoting in regards to this block of war for talent, which everybody's proposing. On, if you really look also, that this is one of the biggest. Conversations and debates in our House and Senate floor today. We have several senators who are saying, look, we do not need these H-1B visas. We have proof. In fact, Ronald Reagan's former secretary, okay, how, uh, secretary of, I think it was finance, I can't remember which one it was, so I think it was finance, okay, he wrote one of the most scathing 
articles about this. Jim, okay, I got you. You want me to quit? Yes. All right, I got you. He, guys, he went ahead and he buzzed uh, me. Yes, we use Yahoo. Yes, okay. Okay, go ahead. All right, so as all hearts and minds are clear, won't ask you if you have any parting words, but I will ask the people who are listening who have suffered this long to hear us both argue and rant like brother and sister. This was an argument, uh, wasn't it? Uh, we did argue. Oh. I think we argued more on this one than we have on others. Because so, you have been very strong-minded on this one about it, too, and I'm like, dude, you've Because I like proving you wrong. All right, so on this, on this note, <laughs> have, if anyone have any questions or, or, or comments about the Recruiter's Lounge, Feel free to drop Karen or myself an email. You can reach oh, me at Jim Stroud at TheRecruitersLounge.com or Karen at TheRecruitersLounge.com. So uh, with that being said, we will bid you adieu. Karen, say bye-bye. 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 <laughs> well, that's it for this show. You've been a wonderful audience. If you like what you heard, love what you heard, or <laughs> just plain hate what you just heard, uh, let me know. Your feedback matters. You can reach me through my website at jimstroud.com slash podcast. That's J-I-M-S-T-R-O-U-D dot com slash podcast. So until next time, I'm Jim Stroud, and you're not. Radio, radio, radio Innovative audio on demand. And so this ends this edition of the Retro Lounge, home of classic episodes of the Recruiter's Lounge podcast. If you haven't already, uh, subscribe now so you don't miss a future episode. Okay, cool. Until next time, bye-bye. Launching an innovation in HR tech is no small feat. With all of the noise and countless vendors in the market, sometimes the most promising innovations don't get the chance they deserve to impact HR. And while early and growth stage founders are highly innovative, most aren't experts at scaling revenue to drive growth and support their vision, which can mean the end of the road for many startups. That's where Pure ACV comes in. We've had the great fortune of working with some of the most innovative brands in HR tech for over three decades to build compelling messaging and solid scalable teams that drive growth, giving these innovations a chance to impact how HR is done. To learn more, visit us at pureacv.com. Bonjour. This is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. I'm Andrew Pryor, and every week I bring you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food, whether they're here in France like me or from around the world. Each week, we dive into a specific topic, be it a French dish, an ingredient, or a French cuisine cooking technique. My guests are all about French food, so come join me on... Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Bon app.